It's Word of the Day on the Empathic Mastery Show. Welcome. I'm your host, Jennifer Moore, and I'm so glad you're here. Word of the Day episodes are short and sweet. I offer my perspective as a mentor, teacher, and healer for other highly sensitive and empathic women. I take one concept and unpack it for you. Then, I ask questions to help you find your truth. So, without any further ado, let's talk about today's word. Today's word is freeze. And even though I'm living in Maine and we're heading into winter in a couple months, I'm not talking about frozen lakes, rivers, and streams. I'm talking about the natural tendency of human beings to freeze and shut down when things get to be too intense or everything gets to be too much. Now, I'm recording this episode as we're nearly 19 months into a global pandemic. The last time human beings went through something like this was over 100 years ago during the 1918 influenza outbreak. But unlike that time, we're also dealing with escalating climate crisis, heartbreaking division over racism, sexism, political policies, along with constant and often rude and dismissive debates over vaccines and social distancing. Meanwhile, people are dying. Businesses are folding. And parents are struggling to make the best choices for themselves and their kids, while the playing fields shift constantly. I share all of this not to be a Debbie Downer, but to point out all the stress most of us have been dealing with for over a year and a half. The last couple years have been a roller coaster ride here in the United States. So many things have been going on. So many people have lost so much. There's been so much suffering, so much adversity, literal wildfires burning out of control, and other devastating weather events, as well as insurrections and other events where human beings have been acting out and committing senseless acts of violence. The list just goes on and on. For a lot of highly sensitive empathic people, it's particularly hard right now. Many of us deal with feelings of exhaustion, powerlessness, sadness, fear and worry, concern and overwhelm, lots and lots of overwhelm. I was chatting with a friend earlier today. They commented that they've experienced more brain fog than usual. I shared that the same has been true for me. As they described some of the ways they've been stalling out, I realized it sounded more like a freeze response than brain fog. So this got me thinking about how as human beings, we have a part of our brain, the amygdala, which controls our response to stress and fear. Basically, it's in charge of cortisol, which is the adrenal hormone that gets us moving. It's the part of our brain that will incite action to do something, to get us out of harm's way and to keep us alive. This stress response causes us to handle things in one of three ways. We will either fight our way out of a dangerous situation, we will flee to get the hell out of Dodge, or we freeze. The challenge is that this physiological response was designed to be temporary. We perceive a threat. Our amygdala kicks into gear. We fight, we flee, or when backed into a corner, we fawn or freeze. Now, just briefly, Fawning is when we get into that soft, people-pleasing tendency. Maybe we assume sort of that little child quality where we try to be so helpless 
that the predator won't cause us harm. But the thing is, usually the way it works is that the traumatic experience happens and then it ends. We get to the other side of it and we shake it off. This is not how it's working right now. Instead, the entire global human population has been caught in a cycle of chronic stress and existential threat for over a year and a half. The thing is, when we're in this kind of intense and challenging situation, our stress response keeps going and going and going. Freezing is often what happens when we've run out of other options and we don't have any fight left in us. While binging on Netflix and staying in our socially distanced bubble is an option for some of us, this kind of fleeing doesn't protect us entirely from today's current events. While the entire planet is in the midst of a major transition, fleeing is not an option. Even with a robust spiritual practice and abundant resources at our fingertips, we're all in it right now. And this can have us feel like we've been backed into a corner. At a certain point, our nervous system hits a wall and shuts down. We slip into numbness. We feel more tired. We may feel almost paralyzed. We lose energy to do much of anything except the very basics. Have you noticed that lately you've felt super exhausted? Have you been really unmotivated? Maybe you've wondered where your energy has gone to do much of anything. It's very likely that a big part of the reason you're feeling this way is that so much is going on right now. Like a toddler who hits their wall and lies down in the middle of the frozen food aisle of the supermarket, our nervous system freezes. Like that maxed out toddler, our nervous system is done. And to take this toddler analogy further, you know if you've ever dealt with a toddler having a meltdown, you know you can't argue or explain your way out of it. You need to pick the kid up, get out of the grocery store as swiftly as possible, and help them to reboot in a safer and less stimulating environment. Trying to force ourselves to suck it up, to just muscle through and ignore our stress, isn't a good long-term solution. The key to turning this around starts with gentleness, kindness, and acceptance. This is an unprecedented time in the history of humanity, and it's not easy. Instead of continuing to try to pivot, to find the opportunity to boost our productivity and claim the silver lining in all of this, what if we just took a breather? and pause to give ourselves and the world around us a lot of love. What would it look like to approach the next few weeks or months of your life with extra kindness instead of expectations and shoulds? How would it feel to treat your fatigue as an invitation for more tenderness and care instead of just trying to push through it? The good news is that there are ways to reset the amygdala and break out of this chronic stress rut we get into. I am a huge fan of EFT, which is also known as emotional freedom techniques or tapping. A simple way to explain it is EFT is like emotional acupuncture without the needles. And the beauty of it is that you can do this for yourself in the comfort of your own home. The best part is that tapping can make a real difference in all aspects of your life. I have witnessed absolute miracles in myself, my clients, and my students as a result of tapping. 
In the same way that a martial artist responds to stress instead of reacting to it because they learned how to override their reflexive fight, flight, or freeze, EFT can help us to do this too. By tapping down emotional intensity and regulating our nervous system, it becomes possible to bring ourselves back to a place of calmness and relaxation. The best thing is that it is possible even when things are really stressful. Now, I think that there is a certain paradox in how most of us have been programmed to respond to stress. Many of us were taught to pump up our sense of urgency and tune into the stress and actually focus on our worries so that we can handle our challenges better. The irony is that we are much more equipped to deal with stressful situations from a place of calmness and clarity. We navigate challenges far better when we can step back, consider the bigger picture, and make our decisions from a more grounded and broader perspective. When we flip into a sense of urgency and react with fight, flight, or freeze, the tunnel vision that is part of this keeps us from being able to recognize all of our options. So even though it may seem as if being stressed out is the most effective state to be in difficult situations, restoring calmness and getting our sea legs is actually far more effective. This is especially true right now with all of the things that are going on. Finding our calm, resilient core within us is one of the best things any of us can possibly do as we head towards the second anniversary of this pandemic. Now, as I mentioned, I'm a huge fan of tapping to calm ourselves down. I invite you to check out my YouTube tapping playlist. I've included the link in the show notes. But right now, I'm going to share a version of a simple exercise I learned from one of my EFT International Master Trainer colleagues, Robin Bilizarian. It's called the Brief Energy Correction, and she taught it at the Spring Energy event a couple years ago. The awesome thing about this is that all you need is a few minutes to feel more grounded and settled. This exercise is fairly simple. It involves breathing and putting your hands on your body as you inhale and exhale. Now I am going to lead you through this. Obviously, if you are driving or operating heavy machinery, please wait until you are in a safe place to do this. So first, I invite you to put your dominant hand, so if you're right-handed, use that one, over your navel and just let the other hand rest by your side. Feel the connection between your hand and your belly, and slowly inhale through your nose, and exhale through your mouth. Next, while you keep your dominant hand on your belly, place your other hand over your heart. Inhale through your nose. And then slowly exhale through your mouth. Next, while you keep your dominant hand on your belly, place your fingertips, your index finger and your middle finger, on the EFT chin point, which is the groove between your chin and your lower lip. Inhale through your nose. And then slowly exhale through your mouth. Now move your fingertips above your mouth to the groove between your nostrils and upper lip. 
Let your dominant hand remain on your belly. Inhale through your nose. And then slowly exhale through your mouth. Finally, move your non-dominant hand to your lower back. Imagine that you are cupping a ball of light or energy between your dominant hand that is still on your belly and the other one on your sacrum. Inhale through your nose. And then slowly exhale through your mouth. Now remove both hands and shake them out for a few seconds. Take in another breath and let it go. Now we're going to repeat the sequence, but with our hands reversed. Place your non-dominant hand, so if you are right-handed, use your left one. Place it over your navel and let your other hand rest by your side. Inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth. Next, while you keep your hand on your belly, place your other hand, your dominant hand, over your heart. Inhale through your nose. And then slowly exhale through your mouth. Now, while you still keep your hand on your belly, Place your dominant fingertips, the index finger and the middle finger, on the EFT chin point. Inhale through your nose. And then slowly exhale through your mouth. Now, move your fingertips, index finger and ring finger, under the nose that place between the nostrils and your upper lip. Some people call this your Cupid's bow. Keep your other hand on your belly and inhale through your nose and then slowly exhale through your mouth. Now move your dominant hand to your lower back. Keep your non-dominant hand on your belly. Feel that energy between your hands. Inhale through your nose. And then slowly exhale through your mouth. Remove both hands. Shake them out again for a few seconds. Breathe in. And exhale. Now I want to invite you to return both hands to your heart with your dominant hand touching your skin and then your non-dominant hand on top of the dominant hand. Let's breathe in and out three times. So breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth, in through the nose, out through the mouth, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Through the nose, through the mouth. 
And now reverse your hand so the non-dominant hand is against your skin over your heart and the dominant hand is on top of that hand. Again, breathing in through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. Inhaling through your nose. Breathing out through your mouth. And again, breathing in through your nose. And breathing out through your mouth. Just really letting yourself feel your body, letting yourself sink in, maybe even saying to yourself, I give myself permission to slow down. I give myself permission to relax. It is okay for me to slow down. It is okay for me to relax. Now, you can repeat this whole sequence, moving through the different places, the belly, to the heart, to the chin point, to the nose, to the lower back, and then reverse hands and do it again. You can do this multiple times. I was actually originally taught to do this a total of six times, meaning three times with the dominant hand on the navel and three times with the non-dominant hand on the navel. And some people don't even bother reversing hands. I just like reversing our hands because I believe it helps with the polarity in our body and addresses the energy on both sides of our body. Over time, though, I have discovered that even two rounds makes a significant difference for me and also for the people that I work with. I'm hoping that you've, now that you've had a chance to experience this, you can see how calming this exercise is and how even within a few minutes, you can really shift your energy system and back out of that skid back out of that freeze mode so that we can allow ourselves to be more resilient, more calm, more grounded. So now that I've taught you the brief energy correction technique, I am hoping that you are feeling a lot more flow and ease. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. First off, what is your dominant response to stress? Are you most inclined to be a fighter? Are you most inclined to be a fleer? Or are you a freezer? Do you find yourself having some combination of all of those above? A lot of us will freeze in certain circumstances and fight in others and flee in others. Perhaps in certain situations, you go in with your dukes up and a bring it attitude in others, you turn to a bowl of rocky road in a season of charmed. And in other situations, you may find yourself feeling like a deer in the headlights. You don't know where to turn or what to do with a mind that feels like tangled, overcooked spaghetti. Do you recognize when you're fighting, when you're fleeing, and when you're freezing? When you notice your response, how do you calm yourself down? 
How do you bring yourself back to a state of calmness and ease? How do you reboot your system? I'd love to hear what you have to say about all of this. I'd love to hear what tools you have and that you use to get yourself out of a freeze or out of a fight or flight for that matter. So please post a comment or drop me a message. And then until next word of the day, I'm wishing you peace. I'm wishing you ease. And I am especially wishing you the ability to reboot and come back to that state of calmness. As we come to the end of this episode, I'd love to hear what you're taking from this show. Please jump over to EmpathicMasteryShow.com to leave your comments. In the show notes, you'll find a link to grab your copy of My Empathic Safety Guide, Three Basics for Finding Calm in the Eye of the Storm. And while you're there, please subscribe and follow this show. And thank you for your help sharing this show with the people who need it. Please help me to spread the word and send this podcast to friends or family members who need support living as highly sensitive empathic people. Then join me again when the next Empathic Mastery Show airs. Okay, one last time. Hop over to EmpathicMasteryShow.com for your empathic safety guide. And until next show, shine on. We need you and your gifts here on this planet. So please don't judge your empathic rainbow by colorblind standards.